0: Welcome to Flashpoint's Election Crimes Bulletin, seven day countdown to 2020. We're coming right at you. We're not denying climate change, but it could very well go back. You know, we're talking about over millions of years. They say that we had hurricanes that were far worse than Oh, we just had with Michael. Who says that? They say. Mean, well, people the people, say, the people say that in the. Yeah, but what about night? the scientists who say it's worse than ever? Uh. Welcome to this special edition, this series of the Election Crimes Bulletin with special guest star, frontline reporter, best selling author, Greg Palast. Uh, Palast has been warning us for at least 20 years that you might have to fight for your vote to make sure you have it counted. And of course, now more than ever, this is the case. In this daily drumbeat series we're beginning today, uh, we're going to be dealing with different voting issues every day. Greg will try and answer the essentially the two basic questions about voting, how to make sure you know how to vote, and then once you have done it right, how to figure out if it was in fact counted or disqualified by any number of 21st century Jim Crow tricks. Uh, Greg Palast, it is good to have you with us. Uh, we have to start off with the bang here uh, because the gauntlet has been thrown down in Wisconsin.
1: Okay, there was a Decision by the Supreme Court, which said that uh, Wisconsin, if the ballot is not received, the mail-in ballot is not received by the end of Election Day, um, and it, you know you're not in control of that. That's up to the post office. But if if they don't receive your ballot by Election Day, they're not going to count your ballot. Now understand that's that ain't small in Wisconsin, or in any other state. But in Wisconsin, Trump supposedly won in 2016 by 22,000 votes. In just this last primary in the spring, 80,000 ballots were disqualified because they arrived after Election Day because the post office just can't handle the volume. So if you lost 80,000 in primary during the primary, imagine how many votes will be disqualified and understand once again, Democrats, about 60 percent of Democrats said they're going to mail in their ballots, only about 20 to 30 percent of Republicans. So therefore, it's going to be overwhelmingly Democratic ballots, which will be disqualified if people insist on mailing in their ballots. Now,
0: what what is at play here? I mean, clearly, you've got uh, two two different factions facing off in this battle for the vote in that uh, swing state. Uh, mm-hmm. tell us about the decision, how it came down in terms of disqualifying essentially any votes that uh, come in after election day.
1: Look, we've gone, the, the U S Supreme court used to say, uh, because it's in the national voter registration act it's in the uh, that you have the right to a vote so that that was the guiding law of America. The new Supreme court doesn't buy that at all. So they are going along with state rules created by Republican legislatures. Like in Wisconsin, that's the Republican legislative rule. The reason why they were even considering it is that the governor, Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes, and others said, look, we need extra days because of the massive flood of ballots into the post office to, to get to allow ballots to arrive from the post office to count them. So we've got a big problem here in that we've got a split state. And this issue exists in Michigan, too, because you have a Republican legislature all over the country. We are seeing the Supreme Court impose and stick to the craziest rules that GOP legislators or governors come up with to restrict the counting of mail-in ballots. That's the issue. And by this point, we are now one week from the election. And I would say if you haven't mailed in your vote yet, don't. Take it in. You don't want to be one of the people that was left on the post office uh, floor.
0: You're listening to the Election Crimes Bulletin on Pacifica Radio. Our special guest star for this series, as we count down to Election Day, is Greg Pallast. His most recent book is How Trump Stole 2020. Really, it's a handbook on how you can defend yourself and fight for your vote. Yes. Uh, Greg has been at this, on this beat, shall we say, uh, easily since, since 2000, trying to fight against Uh, the vote thieves. And uh, this is a very crucial year to have honesty and to have your vote count. So this is not just a Wisconsin thing. This battle is happening uh, all over the country. And this can definitely change the election, can it?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. For example, uh, and even the Senate, for example, in Alabama, Doug Jones is fighting for his life, a Democrat for reelection, and Democrats there want to mail in their ballot. They're going to need to have – the Supreme Court said you have to have in Alabama an old Jim Crow rule. You have to have two witnesses or you have to have your ballot notarized. So all these nutty rules – that states have put in the way of of getting and counting mail-in ballots are going to have a huge effect. And I'm very concerned about the confirmation of Amy, well, I call her Amy COVID Barrett, because remember, she was a lawyer for George Bush during the Bush versus Gore battle. And in that case, she argued against counting 178,000 uncounted ballots in Florida. So she holds true to form, and she's never wavered she's taking the position if the ballots don't get counted in time no matter what the rules there's no extra time too bad and what's dangerous there is that if we have violence during the vote count if we have disruption the vote count as we had in 2000 one of the reasons 178,000 ballots were not counted by the way dennis in the 2000 election is that you had what was called the the brooks brothers riot in which roger stone led a bunch of people in to the miami-dade clerk's office went crazy And people were scared, so they stopped the vote count. The next day, the Florida Republican Secretary of State certified the election, said no more counting. That was Katherine Harris. So she left 178,000 ballots uncounted in Miami, and the biggest group of uncounted ballots was in the African-American majority city of Jacksonville. 29,000 ballots uncounted. That's how George Bush became president, by 537 votes and there's no indication that she's going to change her views.
0: Wow. This election can be stolen. We are speaking with Greg Palace. This is your special edition of the Election Crimes Bulletin on Flashpoints, and we're going to be doing daily reports on various aspects of the battle for your vote with our special co-host, Greg Pallis. And, Greg, I, I wanted to spend a minute or two. I'm sort of change the flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talk about the battle for prisoners to vote. There has been a real struggle, and this can make a big difference as well. As you say, you know, this vote can be swung by a certain number of votes here and there, and it's all over.
1: Well, yeah. In fact, the Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jackson, just issued a report through Operation Push that there are 746,000, three quarters of a million Americans right now in jails who are waiting trial or just have a you know a small crime uh, misdemeanor conviction, they are not barred from voting in any state, but they're not getting their ballot. So in some states, for example, in Illinois, in, in Cook County, which is Chicago, you've got uh, at Cook County Jail, the mayor, progressive mayor, has actually put voting machines in Cook County Jail because these people have the right to vote. In Los Angeles, they're handing out absentee ballots to prisoners who qualify. Most of them do. But in the rest of the country, good luck, like Texas, which we know is now down to the wire. It's neck and neck in Texas. Well, in Texas, you need uh, a certified excuse to vote absentee. Well, uh, they already ruled out you can't claim susceptibility to covid as an excuse to vote absentee, believe it or not. So if you're 90 and you've got diabetes and you're overweight, too bad, buddy. Play Russian roulette with your life to vote. But even more important in the in the prisons. They don't use incarceration as an accepted excuse for an absentee ballot. Well, unless someone's going to break out of prison just to vote, they're taking away the voting rights of 100,000 people. And that's the only way that Trump thinks he can win Texas, which is, again, neck and neck. They, by the way, Trump has just pulled all his ads from Texas, so they're nervous. But, again, using this type of preventing American citizens from voting – being in prison doesn't mean that you, you can't vote. And I w- also want to to tell people, if you know people who are in jail, they're in for misdemeanor or they are uh, awaiting uh, trial and they're there because um, they can't afford bail. In other words, is also cash bail issue, Dennis. Who doesn't afford cash bail? It, it ain't rich white guys. And please let people know that they can vote and try to help them obtain that absentee ballot.
0: And and we should say just in a second, I mean, there's a big battle going on in Florida in terms of the new law, which allows uh, ex-felons to vote. This is a front-line battle, right? This is going back and right. forth, 1. right 4 up to the 1.4
1: million, yes, 1.4 million Floridians have a felony conviction. But the big problem, Dennis, is not... The inability to pay the fines that the legislature tried to undo the law passed by 65% of Floridians, including the majority of Republicans, who said, look, if you serve your time, that includes, by the way, supervision, parole, probation. uh, If you serve your time, you should vote with the last state, which still had that old Jim Crow law, the old reconstruction law. But here's the problem, Dennis. There's two things. Number one, so you got a felony conviction. You were 19 years old. That was 30 years ago. You don't know what your court fines are. You don't know what your court fees are, and neither does the state. They literally don't have the records. So you cannot even say, okay, I'll pay the 200 bucks and I'll vote. I'll pay the 400 bucks. and I'll vote. They don't know. You also have the problem, which I uncovered back in 2000 when I was uh, with The Guardian and BBC Television, that Florida's records on who's convicted of a felony are a complete mess. If you remember in 2000, one of the reasons – the other reason Bush was elected president is 58,000 African-Americans were accused of being ex-cons, and they were – their only crime was voting while black. So they misidentify felons. They don't know what fines uh, they have to pay or not, and so people are scared. This is 1.4 million Floridians, and according to the polls, it's dead neck-and-neck Biden-Trump. In other words, this trickery involving misnaming felons, hiding how they can actually get their vote back, that could elect our president, not the voters.
0: It's incredibly significant. Okay, well, you have been listening to our special edition of the Election Crimes Bulletin with Greg Palast. His latest book is How Trump Stole 2020. We're going to do this every day, including on Election Day, taking a look at what's breaking, what are the stories we need to know more information about, how to protect your vote. Let's go out, Mike, with the same sound we came in, the Crimes Bulletin button. And, uh, Greg, we will talk to you tomorrow.
1: See you then. Thanks, Dennis
0: gregpalace.com i not denying climate change, but it could very well go back. You know, we're talking about well, over that's millions of years. It. They say that we had hurricanes that were far worse than what we just had with Michael. Who says that? They say. Mean people the people, say, in people, in the people say that in the Yeah, but what about night? the scientists who say it's worse than ever? Uh,